I, it was like I had blinders on to life and what was going on. And as I started writing the things that I was thankful for that I could think of, that even though I didn't feel them that day, yep. I wrote them down, the blinders started to peel back. And I, I remember being in the car one day driving with Paul saying, there's a whole world of things that I'm missing that I could be thankful for. Yeah. I was so surprised that just making those shifts of even though I didn't feel thankful for anything, taking the time to write them down actually allowed my life to open up to so much broader. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, how to change your negative attitude towards your spouse. There it is. Okay. I gotta go. Here's the question. How do you change your own toxic mindset? I feel angry almost all the time with my husband. Lots of it stems from past issues that have made me resent him, but sometimes I'm just angry and short for what I I later realize are pretty unjustified reasons. I know that I'm pushing him away with my anger and I don't like being this angry, cold person, but I don't know how to stop being angry. Has anyone else ever experienced this and have they had success in fixing their mindset? Oh, I love this question. I appreciate the honesty of it. The honesty of it, but also there's a huge awareness that their spouse isn't the sole problem. Yeah, they're, they're taking, taking responsibility, responsibility, which is yeah. one of the six parts of the secure marriage framework that says, I recognize I need to grow in some way within myself. And right. so I'm willing to put myself out there. So but it, it's a wonderfully courageous question. Yes, but it's, it's heartbreaking because I, I know how frustrating that is when you recognize that there's an issue and you just don't know how to fix yourself. Yes. And so the last part of her question is, uh, has anyone experienced uh, this and had success in fixing their mindset? And I want to he- want you to hear super clearly, this is absolutely fixable. This yes. is This can be changed and remarkably fast. It is going to be surprising at how quickly you can make this change. But I want to give you a little bit of kind of understanding why it happens. Because once you hear this, you're going to go, oh, that actually makes sense. And so you actually don't feel as bad. You're not as critical about yourself around this one. So we're going to talk about two things. First, we're going to talk about the reticular activating system. Oh, I love that. chunk of meat on the top of your brain stem. (laughs) And then we're going to talk about confirmation bias. Those are the two things that are happening right now. And this is actually something we talk about in our workshops that we do live you know whenever we get invited to do one so your reticular activating system is that bundle of nerves on the top of your brain stem that filter information right now as we're sitting here you are receiving anywhere between two and five million points of information every second in your body and there's no way your brain can make all of those important and so your brain has built a filter that says these are the things that are important pay attention to this and pay attention and ignore these other things so for instance as we're sitting here if you think about the temperature of your left toe you weren't thinking about that before i asked you i guarantee you that's just not important to you 
but you can start to train your reticular activating system to make things more important. So the, my favorite example of this is um, if you're shopping for something new, let's pick a new car. And so you start to actually do the research and you're going, okay, I'm, I think I want to buy a Subaru. And so you start to you know look online and you find out how much they cost and you look at trim packages and colors and body styles and everything. As you're driving around town, guess what you start noticing? You start noticing all the Subarus that drive past you. Is that because you. more Subarus are following you around? That's what you would think, but, but it's, not, it's true. not They've always been there, but because they haven't been important to you, you just, you ignore them. They, they don't come into your conscious awareness. But now that you've been studying, now that you, you want one, you actually notice them and they come into your conscious awareness much quicker and much, uh, much faster uh, and, and much deeper. This starts to happen in marriages. When we get hurt by our spouse, we are going, that one hurt. And it because it has an emotional charge to it, because it actually just has pain to it, we go, we don't want to experience that anymore. We should be looking out for more of those situations so we can avoid them. And so you've trained your reticular activating system to notice the negative or the painful experiences that your husband is doing. Now, chances are he's also doing some good things, some loving things in there. And if in a five minute period, he does 50 things for you, let's say 45 of those things are positive, but because you've trained your reticular activating system to see the five negative things that he's done or is not doing, those actually carry much more weight than the 45 positive things. Right. And your brain says, see, he is, he's more bad than good because you disproportionately weight the negative things over the positive things. Uh, that's actually called confirmation bias, where you have, again, this, this uh, collection of information, but you, you give more attention or more weight to the things you already believe. So if you already believe that he's hurtful or impatient or rude or lazy, when he does something that is even remotely similar to all of those, your brain goes, there There's it is. Another See, time. That proves it. Yep. And you, you weight it more heavily. So this happens in lots of marriages. Yeah. So the person who wrote this question, I want you to hear this happens in lots and lots and lots of marriages and you are not alone in this so here's the question how do you fix it and this is actually you know the answer to this one i know the answer to this one how did you fix it so how did i fix it yeah because this was happening for you not 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 necessarily towards you not towards me right so what i did i was just having negative thoughts all the time about everything. I was about life. About life. I was yeah. frustrated. I was down. So I decided to do a gratitude journal and write down things that I was thankful for, which I was sure that I was not going to be able to find anything because I wasn't thankful for anything. And your reticular activating system was only seeing the negative things. Your confirmation bias was putting so much weight on the negative that it was even hard to see the positives that were in front of you. Right. But it was hard to focus on those. Right. And so I thought, okay, well, I have to start somewhere. So uh, I should figure out how many a day I want to do. Yep. First of all, I decided I was going to do it every day. Yep. And I was going to write in my thankful journal 
in the morning when I got up so that I could yep. start my day thankful. But the trick to that was I didn't have anything, any experience for the day to be thankful about. Right. So I kind of had to predict my day. Yeah. Um, and then I thought, okay, well, maybe I'll I'll try to do 10 a day. And I thought, oh my word, 10? I can't come up with 10 a day. And if I did come up with 10 a day, I'm going to run out before the week is even up. And so maybe I could do three a day. But I thought, no, that's not giving myself enough to actually try. So I went ahead and um, decided I would do 10 a day. So I get up the first day and I write 10 things down. I don't even know what, what I could come up with to be thankful for, but I did. And I got up and I did that every day. And I can remember thinking, all right, well, today I'm thankful for the neon socks that I have because I like neon colors or I'm thankful for the sunshine that's out because that's really important. And hopefully that will make me have a better day. And I realized at, at about the end of the first week or maybe the second week that everything that I was writing think being thankful for was really internalized. Mm -hmm. And I started to realize, Hmm, there's actually things I, it was like I had blinders on to life and what was going on. And as I started writing the things that I was thankful for that I could think of that, even though I didn't feel them that day, I wrote them down, the blinders started to peel back. And I, I remember being in the car one day driving with Paul saying, there's a whole world of things that I'm missing that I could be thankful for. Yeah, I was so surprised that just making those shifts of even though I didn't feel thankful for anything, taking the time to write them down actually allowed my life to open up to so much broader. Yeah, where after I don't know how long I I had actually numbered each one. So every day I'd write down. I'd start with whatever number I was done with from the day before. And I had three or four thousand things in my notebook of three or four thousand. Yes, you were worried about getting the first ten. Yes, I and was. You were able to get thousands of them. Yes, <clears throat> and and granted, some of them may have been similar. And that's okay. But it, but it was what I was going to be yes. thankful for that day. There was I can remember one day I wrote forty two things down, yeah. and that was fairly shortly after I had started. And yeah. it was like once you start writing. Once you start doing it, your your emotions and your brain shifts and changes, and it follows along. And man, I, I could not believe how much better I felt. And the fun thing was that after I don't know how, how long, Paul started hit. He said, wow, I, I like how this is changing my wife. I want to do this too. I can remember you sending me a text, just, hey, I'm thankful for this today, and I was in the car when I got it and it made me think all the way home. Well, what am I thankful for? And right. What do I want to share back with my wife? And so when I got home, I shared with you what I was thankful for. It was contagious. It was even to the point of um, our son yeah. who had been struggling with a little bit of anxiety and yeah. stuff like that. Um, and he was in a real bad spot. I thought, hmm, I wonder how this will work with him. So I said, hey, Isaac, can you think of anything that you might be thankful for? Right. And he couldn't. I said, well, here's something that I'm thankful for. And as soon as I said something, he said, well, I'm thankful for you, Mommy, because you take good care of me. And so then I'd say one, and then he'd say one back and forth. So we'd do that with him, and he really enjoyed that, and it helped him a lot. And one day, I was having a pretty bad day, and he came up to me. It was so sweet. 
he came up to me and said, hey, mommy, what are you thankful for today? Yeah. And it was like, oh, it, it, it makes a difference. It changes how, your perspective on life. And so uh, moving that into marriage, yeah. when you start writing down the things that you are thankful for for your spouse or the, even the things you want to be thankful for yeah. that your spouse may not be doing or the things uh, it will change your view and your spouse will notice. Yeah. I would suggest two very practical things for the person who wrote this question. Number one is start that gratitude journal, make it specifically about your spouse. I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for that. Even you can spread it out to just general thankfulness sure. about your day, but get some specific ones that is to change your heart internally, but then take the second step and actually Tell him, right. write him that note, send him, send him a text that is just, this is what I'm appreciative of for you today with no expectation. He doesn't have to acknowledge it. He doesn't have to say thank you. In fact, probably early on there, he'll be confused. Like, what do you want? Why are you right. doing this? There'll be some suspicion. Just get through that part. But when you start to do that for him, it will actually let his guard down a little bit and you can, you can change this toxic internal world and this toxic relational world um, very, very quickly. I had another client uh, who was a doctor, a medical doctor, and the the ward that she worked in was very toxic. All the nurses right. were just really, really short with each other, it was delivering kind of poor patient care. And this doctor that I'm sitting with, she was going, it's, it's just a toxic environment. She used that word, just like in this question. Um, and I said, here's what I want you to try. And so I gave her a stack of sticky notes. Just take this to you, take this to work. And I want you to just, just write a, a quick note to every to every nurse there, to every person who's helping you. And just leave it on their monitor and put it on their clipboard. Put it somewhere where they will see it. Don't say anything about it. Just show appreciation. And she came back two weeks later and she said, the entire floor is different now. It costs 76 cents worth of That's sticky amazing. notes. That's amazing. But you actually can start to create this, this wonderful environment um, uh, that other people catch. It's contagious. Right, right. So for this question here, this is absolutely fixable. Right. And, and before you <clears throat> wrap up here, I was going to say, I think in addition to just the feelings that she has about her husband yeah. in doing this gratitude journal, it would be beneficial for her because it seems like, sounds like she's just got some anger and frustration internally that she doesn't know what is it, what's causing it. Yeah. And I think this will be beneficial in yeah. just helping to lift that off yeah. as well. Yeah. This is a starting point. Right. This is a starting point. If your husband continues to do hurtful things for you, the next thing is um, helping you guys work on your communication. So sure. you can learn how to share those hurt feelings. He can learn how to hear those, validate them, understand them, and respond in a healthy, understanding, appropriate way so that it actually gets resolved rather than just keep getting recycled year after year or fight after fight. Right. So, but that's further down the road. In fact, if you're interested, again, if you're listening to this, um, securemarriage.com is uh, where you can start learning how to do some of this stuff. 
Um, and actually specifically, rather than the homepage there, if you take our little quiz, which helps you uh, assess your current relationship on the six parts of the Secure Marriage Framework, and then after you get the results of that quiz, the very next email you get is a introductory um, free course on communication. It's a three or four part little video series on communication. It costs you nothing, no expectations, but it will help you learn how to communicate better. If that's a beneficial resource for you, right. if you want to listen to that and you realize your marriage uh, could could uh, benefit from that, whether you're the person who asked us this question or you just happen to be listening into the conversation today. Right. It doesn't matter. We want all marriages to have these resources so that they can fight less and they can feel understood and they can enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. Anyway, this is a good question. I liked this one. I appreciated yeah. again her honesty and yep. her vulnerability. So anyway, that's it. Let's be done. Okie doke. See you all later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.